Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to the show. I'm Nadine Dorries and you're with Talk TV. Now U.S. President Biden has reiterated his plan to Israel, saying that military action in Rafah in the Gaza Strip should not take place without a credible plan to protect civilians. Joining me now to talk about this is Lord Richard Dannett, former head of Britain's Armed Forces. Thank you, Lord Dannett. Rachel Johnson Please. is also with me and Kevin Maguire, Associate Editor of The Daily Mirror. So, Lord Dannett, can you just give us your, your opinion of what you think about the statement by President Biden and Lord David Cameron on Monday? Well, clearly the conflict in Gaza is reaching a critical point. Um, and the issue that's becoming the issue of the day is the outrageous number of Gazan civilians who have now been killed. But there is a real problem here, which I think everybody recognises. Hamas's vowed intention is the destruction and eradication of Israel. And Israel's uh, intention is the destruction of Hamas. So it's almost inevitable that this fight was going to go down to the bitter end unless and until their principal backer, the United States, President Biden, steps in. And that looks to me what is happening at the present time, and that uh, he is telling Netanyahu, you have probably gone too far. And can you tell us, that closer to home now, in the problems we have here with our own defence and our own spending on our military budgets, what, what do you think we should be doing at home, given that... We're facing such an unstable global environment at the moment. Well, you're absolutely right. The global environment absolutely. is unstable. And, of course, we're all concerned about what's going on in the Middle East. But uh, I would suggest that what matters to us rather more is what's going on in Europe, what's going on in Ukraine, and the threat that Putin and his Russia opposes to us and to our security. And it's that element that we should really be focusing on. There are calls... Uh, for all countries that are NATO members to spend up to 2% of their GDP on defence. We're somewhat above that. But you have to ask the question whether in the current environment that is enough. I believe there's a very strong case that in this country we should be increasing our defence spending and spending it wisely up to 2.5% or 3%. Um, and, you know, you have to think about it like this. Um, people might find this very expensive, but what we're trying to buy is deterrence to deter further aggression from Russia. And I know it's a bit hackneyed to look back to the 1930s, but in 1935, when we were faced with a threat from Hitler, we were spending just under 3% of GDP on defence. But when 
defense and deterrence failed. We tried to appease him and it failed. By 1939, we were spending 18 percent. And by 1940, when we were fighting for our very survival, it was 46 percent. That's the disastrous cost of fighting a war. The cost of deterrence is high and we're not still meeting it. That 46 percent, that is a really staggering figure. Can I, can I ask, is the NATO set a, a, a kind of a limit? Is the NATO requirement 2 percent of NATO countries? The, the 2 percent figure is a baseline. It should be the minimum that countries spend. What they choose to spend over and above that is entirely up to them. And of course, Donald Trump, who I don't have much time for, um, his point is fair when he looks to see how much the United States is spending. Um, yes, they are part of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, uh, and they are very important to us in the security of Europe. But his point is a fair one when he says that many European countries are not even up to that minimum of 2%. Um, as I said just now, we're above it, but we're not sufficiently far above it. In the days of the Cold War, we spent around 5% of our GDP on defence, and that bought us the deterrence to prevent the Soviet Union and the Warsaw Pact attacking the West. And the result of that was that the Cold War never turned hot and our peace was maintained. We're on bargain basement funding for defence at the present moment. Um, some countries below 2% and us just not much above it. There's a strong case against the world, current world situation, particularly in Europe, to spend more. So you raise President Trump. So can I ask you, what is America spending? What do they spend? Is it 3%? What's their figure? Uh, they are closer to 5%. Oh, really? I mean, they, they spend a considerable amount, and indeed they have to, if you look at their responsibilities, uh, not just towards NATO and Europe's protection, uh, their involvement in the Middle East, and, and of course also the security guarantees that they give Taiwan, uh, South Korea uh, and Japan. So uh, the United States, as the world's only major superpower, at least for the time being, has global responsibilities which come at a cost. And... Um, I think it's not unreasonable that other countries, other countries that enjoy the protection uh, of the United States should actually pay our fair way as well. So do you, do you, are you worried about Trump getting, winning the elections in November? I mean, it really does look like, doesn't it, as though it's going to be between Biden, who can't remember, thinks his shoes are talking to him and can't remember his name, and, and Trump. It looks like we're going to be down to those two candidates. Do you, how do you feel about who should win those elections? I mean, it's not much of a choice, is it? Well, um, as a private citizen, I think one's entitled to one's own view. I think it's appalling that in a country of the size and importance of the United States, you get two candidates, both of whom are very elderly, um, so one of whom is pretty frail and whose capabilities are being challenged, and another one who seems to have moments of madness. Uh, it does surprise me that they can't come up with two good candidates, one for each party, that people actually want to vote for. Um, what Trump has been saying recently, I mean, I've just made a favourable ref reference to him in terms of his encouragement of countries to pay at least 2% on defence. But his suggestion then that, well, if they don't, then what the hell and let, let Russia do what it wants, that is absolutely outrageous. And to think that he so, might Lord be Donna, in charge just, him, of the world's superpower, it would be appalling. Can we just let viewers know what that was? I believe um, there's a recording of President Trump saying that um, America is, is the kind of like the protector, the bodyguard of these European countries that don't pay 2% um, of their GDP on military spending. And what he said was, and I think we could probably get the recording up during the programme, something along the lines of if you don't pay your 2%, then, you know, go to hell and 
and, you know, let your aggressors get on with. I think he was re referring to Putin. He was almost saying, um, you know, if you don't pay 2%, then, you know, we're not going to help you. Putin should go and attack you. You should, you, should, you should pay the price. I mean, that was pretty outrageous. But you know what? He says outrageous things to get a response. Maybe he was saying that to say to them, you're not going to have my protection. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When I'm president, you need to get your spending up to 2%. Maybe that was just his pure, poor way of doing it. Um, maybe that was his intention, but I think it was a pretty clumsy way of doing it. Um, the fact that you and I, Nadine, are talking about it this morning means that it's clearly had some some effect. But I think it's pretty unstatesmanlike and pretty unpresidential to use that kind of language. And if he uses that kind of language and has that, those kind of thoughts on this sort of issue, it does make you wonder, it does make you shudder about his competence as being a potential leader of the free world again. I'm sorry, can we just have one line on the diversity spending that we've heard that we're... Is it two million that we're going to be spending on diversity spending on our armed forces? What's your opinion on that? I mean, I, I, I shake my head in disbelief when I've read this stuff. I think The Telegraph, which seems to have launched this story, has done a lot of work trying to put this story together and then launched it on a somewhat unsuspecting world. In many ways, what I see this as being is a reflection of the way political correctness, which I think we all now call wokery, has grown right across our society in recent years. And to an extent, the armed forces are a reflection of our society. But, you know, the armed forces has a right to be different because what we expect of our servicemen and women in uniform is their commitment and their determination and their willingness to put their life on, on, the, on the line for the security of this country. We don't want to see our armed forces people undermined by a sort of woke agenda that just undermines motivation uh, and morale. So I'm concerned, as many people are, at these stories. And I certainly hope that Grant Shapps, who we're told has blown his top on this one, gets a grip of it and brings some real realism uh, and common sense to, yes, to see what's going on in society, but apply what's appropriate amongst the armed forces and not what's inappropriate. 
Lord Dana, it's lovely to see you again. Thank you so much. Rachel Johnson and Kevin Maguire are still with me. Former Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng says Rishi Sunak needs to swallow some pride and bring back the electoral force that is Boris Johnson. Would you like to see the return of Boris and tell us why? Kevin says, yes, 100%. It's not rocket science to see how huge the fallout has been since his backstab has got to work. Jane says it's too late. Tory MPs for Sunak honours and they have to lose heavily at the next election or they'll do it again. And Julie says, why would someone like Boris be wanted back when he has been part of the deliberate destruction of the health, wealth, safety and security of our country? So, some bizarre comments there, I have to say. So, guys, <laughs> what is going to hand over to you two now? What is your reaction? Actually, let's go to Lord Dunnett, oh, because wow. I thought he had some incredibly interesting things to say, particularly about what we were spending during wartime on defence. So, Rachel, I come to you first this time. I thought Lord Dunnett, just every word of that interview... Oh, he is amazing, was, he? ..was accurate, was forceful and was... We, we should all hear that interview. I mean, what he said about if you let de defence spending slide, you risk, ob obviously, the Russian bear is, is the main antagonist at the moment. Um, and he, he, he set it out so brilliantly how the Cold War uh, was always a cold war rather than a hot war because Britain was spending enough on defence to, to form a deterrent. Now, it's not. And Trump has told the whole world that, that essentially, I mean, the, the, new, the figures on uh, MOD's free, frozen capital spending, hasn't it? But uh, until when? March. Um, we know that the army has, is going to be at its lowest strength. It's going to be around 70,000 this year, which is the lowest it's ever been. Um, Lord Dana is absolutely right that um, it's a false economy to not spend up to 3%, I think he was basically saying, on defence. Yeah. Because the cost of appeasement or fighting a war, then you're spending half your GDP on defence. Yeah. So, of course, it's we've got economy. to. It's a false economy. It's an absolute no-brainer, and I thought he set it out brilliantly. Yeah. Kevin, I, always enjoy... I think you might have a different yeah. opinion. Yeah, no, I always enjoy, uh, enjoy listening to General Lord Danner because he is very thoughtful, but I think we have to spend better, not more, because that £50 billion-plus we spend already... It's the sixth the highest is... total in the world. And the whole point of being a member of NATO or the other 30-odd countries is you don't have to fight anybody on your own. Yes, those NATO countries who aren't paying their way, the 2%, have to go up to that. You're in the club. Who are you got, they? You've got to follow do the rules. Know? Do we know who they are? Most of them. Germany's going to hit it this year. Greece exceeds it. But most of them uh, don't, don't hit it. Uh, and that's just, they, you know, they've got domestic priorities they haven't paid. Because Donald Trump's obviously got a bee in his bonnet about it. He's basically saying, America's not... If you're not spending 2%, we're not going to yeah, help well, you. America anyway. spends too much, but, of course, that's because it faces both the, into the Pacific and across the Atlantic. And as, uh, and as also, Lord Dannett what, said, what, it sees itself as a world's police officer, and also just, for good or ill. Just on, def on America's defence commitments, we should loop back to the Middle East, because in any peace plan there's going to be a security guarantee that is going to have to be underwritten by the United States. The Saudis will want one. They'll want to be defended. Mm -hmm. you know, if they, they normalise relations with Israel, they'll want a security guarantee from the United States. So America's defence spending when is that, not going down. When you say, explain down. that, Rachel, when you say the Saudis will want a security well, guarantee... Well, Iran, OK, because they Iran... Want well, Iran, a protection. We know what's... A promise of protection yes, from exactly. the US. If Iran goes nuclear, God forbid... 
on any part in that region, America will have to get involved. I think that any peace plan is going to involve a US security guarantee for those countries that are normalised relations with Israel. So, Kevin, the diversity spending, is it money well spent? Well, Grant Chaps is going to blow his top when he finds that. Have you ever seen that? I've yeah, known Grant that 25 years. Have you ever? I have never even seen him ruffled. When he finds so out, I'd love to yeah. see that. When he finds out I which... trust him, though. I believe he will yeah. do the right thing on which this. Party... I've never yeah. seen him blow his top. When he finds out which party's been in power for 14 years. <laughs> <birds. laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but that, right, that, I was just doing the, doing the sums, right, because it's, we'll just say around sums, it's, it's um, two million spent on diversity. And you've got a 50 billion budget. That's one four thousand five hundredth of the, the budget. You could get rid of Still them if too you like. Much, but Kevin. the reason the reason they have people in is there is a problem of racism in the armed forces. And they want to attract more recruits of colour. And also and, sexism. And the, yep, and also that is that is why yeah. they spend it. Now you might say some of them are employed and are useless, and that's fair enough. You can critique are they actually contributing? But that's why you have to spend. Because you're right, it's women as well and not just yeah. people of colour. And there are gay people in the armed forces, and you still have some other people with different views. But you don't old, need views. to spend money to do that. You just need to say to your HR recruitment processors, right, that's where this they is will... where we ah, do it better. But that's where it they will take be. Two million pounds. But there will be in human resources, in human resources. That's where they will work, and they will be the educating officers and troops. Oh. So look, oh. I, it does sound a lot of money. I get it, but there is a purpose. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 